Hey, Peaches. Hi, Peaches. Welcome to Let's Talk Peaches, the podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole and Lindsay. Let's Talk Peaches is a community where all humans come to have raw, authentic, open, and respectful conversations about various topics. Nothing is off the table. All topics are welcome. Get ready to dive in and explore the uplifting as well as the extremely uncomfortable. Be sure to come back and check us out every week. We put out new episodes every Monday. If you're new, thank you so much for tuning in and welcome. And if you're a returning peach, thank you so much for tuning back in. We appreciate that so much. We appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate So much appreciation. All right, let's dive into the episode. Good morning, peaches. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, peaches. Good morning, peaches. This is another 7 a.m. or for us, so. So it's it's the morning. Bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, we but- are. Boy, do we have an episode for you. Yeah, this one I am really excited about. We have the lovely Tanea with us on this episode. She is a singer-songwriter in Australia. She is a Libra. Yeah. And just a Giving really us cool all of that peach. Libra energy. Yeah. We had such a great conversation with Tanea, and we're super excited to share share this episode with you. We talk a lot about her process, her process, music, like changes of life, emotions, different types of music that we're listening to, right? Just like we, we dive in. Yeah. It was a really great chat. And so for anyone that's interested in music or I honestly, in this episode, I think it's about getting in tune with your emotions. For sure. Like, and how that can be helpful, kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so super excited for you to hear this episode and to connect with this with um, with Tanea. Also, before we dive in, just wanted to call out real quick that we have officially launched our glow up and how exciting you can see all of our new like we have a new we have a brand new yeah, if you're thumbnail. Look, if you're listening to this on your phone, on your computer, you can probably see yeah. our thumbnail is a little different. Our little cover different. art is a little different. It's a little more elevated. Yeah. And there's some you know, familiar faces on there. Yeah. And we would love it. We would so appreciate it if you would give it some love (laughs) either on Instagram or by leaving a five-star written review (laughs) because you girls put some time, effort, and finances into this glow up and we would appreciate your support. (laughs) We would. Um, but yeah, definitely head over to IG and check out our, you know, the updates and our website and the, yeah, the thumbnail should all be all things. brand spanking new. So yeah. Do let a us deep know dive. your thoughts. Dive in. Um, yeah. I'm super excited about um, this fresh new facelift that we have uh, given ourselves. So yeah. uh, I hope We're you enjoy. feeling fresh and clean. Yeah, I hope you enjoy. We're super excited about it. And yeah, so we'll dive right in with Tanea and... I hope you all enjoy. BRB Peaches. All right, Peaches, we have the lovely Tanya here with us. Hi, Tanya. Hello, how are you doing? Good, good. We like to start off every episode by asking, what's up, Peach? So how's your day going? How's your week? Uh, my week is very good. My day was nice. I had work early and then I came home early, luckily. Oh, nice. And I made some pumpkin soup and oh. then I went for a walk and listened to an old My Bloody Valentine EP and also um, the new Big Thief EP that's like three or four songs. And now I'm here with you. Yeah, sounds like a such lovely a lovely day. day. Yeah, it was a good day. Yeah, <laughs> and amazing. It's, you said 7 p.m. your time. It's 7 p.m. or 7 a.m. our time. So yeah, we're just I'm like so sorry. Total <laughs> I'm opposite. <so> sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> worth uh, it. It very worth it. It's just so interesting to me how how the time opposite difference. Australia is from us sometimes. Even like the weather. Are you in the, the fall at the moment? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it autumn? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is it beautiful? It is oh, very yeah. pretty. And fall is our season. We're like fall princesses. So um, <laughs> this is our prime prime time of yeah. the year. <laughs> beautiful. But yeah, so we're super excited to have you on the podcast with us today. You have so much good music in the world. Oh, yeah. Um, we were fangirling over it not too long ago. Yeah. So oh, we're super excited to have you here. Thank you very much. 
I'm happy to be here. I've never, I've never done a US interview, so this is cool. Oh, oh well, Exciting. welcome. I'm, we're glad to be the your first. <laughs> yeah, you're my first. <laughs> so for people who have never heard of Tanya before, would you want to give us a little download, a little bio, what you're about? Well, I'm a singer, and for a couple of years I was just dabbling, wasn't really sure what to do uh, with music, but I've uh, released a couple EPs and I've just released my third EP. Um, called Montreal mm-hmm. and I think that I've finally kind of found my stride and um, mm. the sound that I want to be making it's very much like a moody indie alt rock I don't yeah. really know what to call it I just um it's it's very somber though mm-hmm. it definitely has its own sound moody and indie rock <laughs> if you had to put a category to it but I also think you've found a very unique sound which is I feel like it's really hard to do these That's days. That's really nice to hear because I don't feel very unique. <laughs> oh, no. I've, we've both really, especially the, well, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But we'd love to know how you got into music. Like, were you always into music? Did you grow up in a musical household or? Yeah, my I, my parents didn't play any instruments and I still have never heard my mom sing. She just mm. does not. She's one of those people who's like, I can't sing. And I'm like, I mm-hmm. bet you can. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But she did constantly play music in the house. She just, um, I remember she had one of these big stereos in the 90s that could hold 20 CDs. Oh, my God. Wow. And, <laughs> and then you could put, you could push this random button. And oh, fun. Uh, what would happen is like each song would be a new song on a different CD and you'd oh. watch it moving and it would just be like, and it will pick one and then the CD would come out and you'd be like, it was no doubt. And then the next song's Prodigy. And yeah, it's just. Oh my gosh. Those were the next funny. record players for sure. Yeah, yeah. So um, that was the household that I grew up in. And then um, I just loved singing. It was just what I naturally liked doing. Mm. But you never think that you're going to like be a singer. But I did see some of my like year one learning how to write things, mm. you know, when I was like six years old recently and it was like when I grow up dot 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 and I was like I want to be a pop star (laughs) so so I think I always knew I actually did want to be a singer and then after high school I went to a music academy and I studied singing and after that I kind of didn't know if I wanted to do music because it was so institutionalized Mm. so I broke broke away from it for a while and then I came back to it maybe like five or six years later when I was 25 and mm. I'm 30 now and I just haven't stopped. So yeah, I just like, I just like singing. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a million reasons why we like singing and like uh, some of it is probably a little unexplainable, but yeah. um, could you try and explain <laughs> why you like singing? Why like, I like singing? Yeah. Like what, what is that? What does it feel like? Or Sometimes it just comes out like, if you ever are hanging out with singer friends, they'll be like, I'm going to go get some lunch. Yeah. And they'll just like, they're just constantly singing like, mm, water. <laughs> it's just constant. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I just, I personally, when I sing, when I'm singing into a microphone, um, like when I'm recording and I've got the big cans on, I really, really like hearing my voice because I'm deaf in one ear. So oh, when I get oh. that, when I get that moment to just really be able to hear it and I don't have the pressure of trying to hear over instruments in front of people mm-hmm. in a live situation and it's like, nah, fuck, damn it, I sang that note wrong and I can't go back and change it. You know, none of that stress is there and I can just sit there with my voice and just mm-hmm. like interact with it and it's really nice. I've never thought of like the intimate moment of recording in a studio to get the perfect sound that you want. Mm. I'm sure that is so exciting and like, I don't know, soul humming when you get to really curate a whole album. Soul humming is such a nice way to say it. Yeah. (laughs) That I can't, that was a Shonda, like to your, your soul hum is a Shonda Rhimes quote, quote, or Ah. do it with your soul hum. What would you say, Nick? Do what makes your soul hum. Yeah. Like that's. I'm going to research that. Yeah. Oh, Shonda Rhimes has a really great TED Talk. She's got a great book. She's like a, I don't know if you know who she is, um, but she's a super famous like television producer and like 
she own, owns everything. If <laughs> she just, owns everything, <laughs> which which like we Disney. applaud and we love. Like she may, she does the show Grey's Anatomy, and she did the show yeah, Bridgerton. Okay. I don't I don't know if you guys have Bridgerton on Netflix over there. Yeah, I actually it's not a show I would normally watch, and I just went and watched yeah. all of it. Oh, I didn't so. realize what it was going to be like. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I was like watching it zero to a hundred. I know honestly. in one episode. Yeah, I like. There's this lady who does my eyebrows and sometimes my Brazilian. This old Indian woman, and she's uh-huh. like, "Have you watched Bridgerton?" And I'm like, "I did." She goes, "It's amazing." Like it, <laughs> it was just is. Common, it was this common ground we had while she was waxing me. Yeah, yeah. our mom I mean, <laughs> Shonda Rhimes would be so excited to hear about that moment. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> our mom was like, "Ooh!" So everyone's like buzzing about this Bridgerton show maybe we should watch it together and we were like you no. can watch it by yourself you gotta watch that by yourself no sorry watch yeah you gotta watch that by yourself especially <laughs> the stairs the stairs scene yeah yeah <laughs> we're like we would love for you to watch it mom like love that moment for you not with us I'm not watching you not watching it with you <laughs> no isn't that so funny when like the first ever sex scene in a film happens with with your parents around and you're like ah oh, shit oh, what yeah. have we done I'm, I'm just, tense you're I'm just tense. Like, waiting for it to be over anyway <laughs> so yeah. That's Shonda Rhines. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't derail. Don't derail. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so would we describe it as a soul humming or actually what what are you what would you say is your favorite or would you say they're just different like performing live or performing mm. in studio? I like this studio. Ooh. If I could be if I could be a studio musician and never perform live again, I'd be uh. okay with that. Oh, wow. But if I could never go into the studio again, I'd be very sad. Mm. I really like, I really also like the relationship with a producer when mm-hmm. you're being so vulnerable and they are, oh, yeah. they're just like, they're saying try it again, but in a different way. It's kind of like, oh, you're nearly there. Like, just mm. give it to me a little bit more um, intimately or whatever, you know. And mm-hmm. um, when you get it because they helped you achieve that, that's really special. It's got to be so tough finding the right producer or finding like a creative collaborator that you trust because you're being so vulnerable Mm -hmm. and we'll get into like the topic of your music and the inspiration behind your music. But like we know that a lot of it comes from your bipolar and that's just like to be able to get to a place where I don't know there's like an extra you can tell when somebody's singing like emotionally flat if you will mm. versus when like there's something behind it, it. yeah mm-hmm. there's their soul is behind it and yeah. that's like a very intimate very vulnerable space to be and I think there needs to be a lot of trust creatively I know we're gonna make good music together and also just emotionally, I trust that you're not going to push me too far, or you're not going to judge me, or all of this stuff, like feeling like it's a safe environment to go there in. Mm. I can imagine that being like a really difficult relationship to find, like the right person. Yeah. What was interesting was me and uh, Dave Parkin, who produced uh, Montreal and the EP before it, Slow Motion Breakup, we hadn't really spent much time alone. We'd always been together with the band just all the time because that's how recording works. Like people are just always there getting stuff done. Mm-hmm. But then there was this one moment after he'd, he'd heard the lyrics to all of the songs and we were alone for the first time I think ever and um, he was just chilling on the couch and I was and we were just having a, a break. And then he goes, Tanaya, you know, like I really understand your songs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, do you? And he was like, yeah, yeah, like, you know, I've been through stuff that um, – I can just, I understand exactly what you're saying. And I was like, that was so special, that moment where like he let me know how much he enjoyed working on my stuff because he felt like he fully understood it and he told me his story behind why that was and it was just really lovely because the EP that he was talking about I think was less mental health. Montreal is less mental health driven and more uh, relationship issues driven. Mm. Um, but I do also get people emailing uh, regarding like the mental health stuff being like, thank you so much. Like you're talking about something that I experienced that I don't really know how to articulate. Mm. So I haven't really had that with a producer yet because less of my music with Dave has been yeah. mental health stuff. Mm-hmm. It's been more relationship stuff. Mm. But even still, like I know that I know that, whatever I have done in regards to 
making music about mental health. I know that some people get it and really appreciate that. And that's lovely. Yeah. I think that's one very powerful thing about music and art in general is we, especially music, music very specifically, like we're putting words and feeling and like tone and like the frequency of the music and all of this stuff, like the pitch and the tone, all of this stuff. into Everything, all of it, all at once. (laughs) All of it to kind of provoke an emotion or share an emotion. And I think it really can either help people self-reflect. I know music helps me self-reflect a lot. It's like a huge emotion catalyst for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it can also be like if you hear a song, you're like, oh, crap. Yes, that's what I was feeling. And I like, I don't know what it is about this person, this tone, this, the the lyrics, but like now I get it and now it's clicking and now I can kind of feel those feelings that I didn't even know I had. Isn't it amazing when someone just like summarizes something so beautiful, so simply, you know, you're like, damn, I could have done that, but you didn't. And Mm -hmm. it's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Like I was just listening to this um, this Big Thief song and it's I think it's called Changes and it was like one of the lines was change like skin and I was like, Mm. (laughs) you know, like like our skin is changing through our whole lives. It means means so much. Just Mm -hmm. like, you know, just even that one line. Just I know. Yeah. Yeah. I I think uh, like musicians, like their lyrics, sometimes I'm like, what? That was so cool. That's such a cool way to look at it. And now I feel like I can see this. Now we'll like have a different appreciation for skin because yeah. I never thought of it in that way before on top of the emotional stuff. I don't know. Or it, mind, it also can remind you of things that you forgot that you thought of before, mm. you know, when you're mm-hmm. younger and I don't know, being creative or whatever. And then you, you get serious and you're busy. And then, like, you might hear a song or a lyric or read a book and it reminds you of that time when you used to be a lot more open but now you're a bit too busy and it can take you back as well and be like, oh, yeah, I used to think like that. Oh, mm-hmm. I miss that me. And then it kind of helps you yeah. remember. Oh, yeah. I, I think for us, Nick, would you agree? I think you might have said something similar. But, like, if a song comes on and I'm immediately transported to, like, mm-hmm. when I first heard that song or how old I was mm-hmm. when that song came out – the song mm-hmm. Get It Right by Jennifer Lopez, yeah. I am immediately in the back seat of the car and my <laughs> mom is driving me. I think we're driving home from somewhere and we're, like, we're pulling into the garage and I just like have this like very adolescent feeling every time I hear mm, that yeah. song. My mom loved J-Lo. Oh, <laughs> she's, she's, another, she's another queen. She's yeah. another queen. <laughs> but yeah, I love how music can bring out different vibes for us a lot of people say that about like the the taylor swift albums that each one takes you back to a certain time in your life (laughs) yeah given that they were listening to it i know know a lot of people don't but i think in america she would have gotten caned right like you just would have heard her everywhere you went oh my god Mm -hmm. yeah 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 right i don't think we got it that bad here we do get it but i feel like she doesn't follow me as much as like i don't know Dua Lipa. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Dua Lipa. You know, there's just different so pop good. stars at different times. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, you know, the first time I ever heard, um, you know, that song Photographs by The Cure? It's like that. Yeah. Majestic. And um, <laughs> bells and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, like the, the chimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. The first time I ever heard it, it was playing in the car uh, <laughs> while I was driving with my ex-boyfriend in his car from my house to the house he was moving into because we'd broken up Mm. and we didn't talk for the whole drive because it was just too awkward. Like there was nothing to talk about. What an intense drive. (laughs) It was so intense. It was like, (laughs) you you know, like it felt like forever, but it was only as long as the song Mm. because like the next suburb over and there's a whole song it was just so majestic and it was such a massive moment you know like this person is like leaving you and your your space that you had together and then it's just this majestic song and I will never forget that I don't look back on it badly but I do look back on it as wow that was intense yeah (laughs) I was gonna say take this 
with a grain of salt, but I think that's a really beautiful moment. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Isn't it huge? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I have this ob- obsession with kind of dark moments in life. Yeah. And because I think they can be catalysts for, I'm like, you obviously it meant a lot to you. And I think it sounds like whilst a really tough time, you made something beautiful out of it. You have like this whole song or or you have like this whole album that's like, is this the relationship that your current album is based off of? Yeah, it is actually. Those songs uh, were written, they were all written uh, during that whole breakup time mm-hmm. um, that happened at that photograph moment. I think, I think um, that's yeah. so powerful. Like that, that gets me excited. And like to now even knowing that I'll go back and listen to the album and be a little extra like, Ooh, I want, you know, I just think there's, I know this little bit of context. Yeah. Yeah. And there now I'm not listening it just for, I feel like you got to listen to albums a few times, (laughs) like once, once for yourself and like getting, or once through and then once for yourself and then do a little research. And then once again, (laughs) I recently did this really big drive in WA to go and play some gigs that were like eight hours away from Perth. And so I downloaded all these albums, but this one that I ended up sitting on and like listening to at least six times was, um, Wolf Alice's album Blue Weekend. I've listened to this album so many times now. And the first time was just, you know, to see what it's all about. Right. Second time was for familiarity. Third time was what's my favorite song, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. Now that I've listened to them all a couple of times, like do I know what my favorite one is? Um, and then it just started being playing that one song over and over and over. Yeah. <laughs> We we tend to we I think we both tend to do this like obsess over things. Yeah, like, it's like once you find something that you like, you just do it over and over and just over. Just do it over. hard. Yeah. yeah, I feel I feel like right now for us we you you started playing this a lot, Nick. But like the Kim Petras, what's it called? Um, it's her Halloween album. Um, it's like turn turn on turn on the lights, close your eyes, or turn off the lights, or something. And oh. it's yeah. something but that, like, one that's of those things. But one similar to like the La- Lady Gaga's Chromatica. You have like I mean you don't have to do anything, but she made <laughs> it so that you watch it or you start listening from track oh. one all the way through. It's like in succession, and like yeah, yeah. there's like transitions from one song to the other, and it's seamless, and she, it just flows right into it. Yeah, and I'm just like that. It's like a it's like a Broadway play performance of when it just wow. flows oh, right so into cool. it. Like it's a Halloween one, so oh, one great spooky, yeah. spooky vibes. One song, and it's like it's not Halloween music, but it's like the vibe. Is it's there. like cool music, but like with a Halloween like, twist. I'll go in. Se- I'll go on the seasoning. Oh, yeah. so good. <laughs> um, but like one like one song ends and you hear like little like knives like sharpening and then that just like Ooh. that's how the other song begins because the other song's called knives or something. I don't know. It's just so much. That thought. sounds wicked. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I haven't heard of it, but I would definitely listen to it. You've uh, sold, you've sold it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um it's it's good for like Halloween time. Oh, it's so good. Get you in the mood if you don't want to listen to What are you what are you dressing up as for Halloween? I'm gonna be We're actually going to a concert on Halloween. Yeah. I'm we're gonna I'm gonna be like a crystal I got like this crystal crown and so I'm gonna just like be like a crystal witch or something like ice that. Ice queen? You wanna be an ice queen? Something like that. Yeah. I yeah. like put I put, I invested in the crown. That was a little bit more expensive, and then I'm gonna just like like, try and throw together an outfit that what works. And what's then the puts crystals the- that it's made out of, Nick? Is it smoky quartz or yeah, something? Yeah, smoky quartz. And Oh, I love smoky quartz. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. It fits <laughs> on my head. It looks really nice. It fits. It does. It fits. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm just going to, like, get some sparkles and probably wear a cute all-black outfit of some kind and yeah, get a little witchy. Yeah. I'm so hopeless at dressing up, but... <laughs> I'm playing a gig on Halloween, so I think I have to start thinking now. Yeah. yeah. Is I'm playing a gig I with the other band that I'm in, so yeah. You don't have any you don't have any thoughts yet? I don't know. Yeah. Worst case, you, you just buy something to put on your head and then you wear a cute outfit. Like that's yeah. worst case. Worst case. <laughs> Is this main girls again? <laughs> <laughs> well, kinda. And but that's it's like if you, it's last, if like, all you don't fails, need to stress. You've got if something within fails, $4. Just go get some cat ears and wear a cute outfit. Yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah. What yeah. are you going to dress up as, Lindsay? 
I am not 100% sure yet, but the a couple of months ago, a friend of ours had a Cheetos and Tito's party, and I have this <laughs> – I dressed up – like, I got, like, this orange wig. Mm. So I have this, like, Bob. orange Bob, Bob with bangs wig, and yeah. I was like, I could – I could do something with that, and I could be like a modern day Kim Possible. I don't know if you do you get do you guys? Yeah, I remember Kim Possible. Yeah, so I was like, I could do that, and that simple like black t shirt, green pants, <laughs> done. Yeah. But I don't know if I want to wear a wig to this concert because I think it's gonna be hot, hot, hot yeah, and sweaty. Yeah. I actually have always wanted to go as Mia Wallace with the needle in her chest. Ooh. And she's like, oh, she's all strung out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I'll make that work. That yeah, that's, cool. that's a pretty simple one. You just got to f- just the the needle. Would yeah, be yeah. The just just the part. prosthetics. That's all. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> <laughs> that, super simple. Yeah. So we'll see, but we're super excited. It's is it? No, it's not the first concert we're going to. It's the first concert we're going to over here, though. Since what's, co- it, what's it going to be? It's. Have you heard of Ash Nico yet? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. So we we love her. <laughs> she is and I think you should I think you should listen to her. But I will. I'm gonna get a list from you later from everything that I didn't know. We can swap lists. <laughs> I would love to swap lists. The best way we can describe her is listen first. Do you, do you drink um do you drink kombucha? Yeah, I love kombucha. When you first tried kombucha, did you like it? I did because I was vegan at the time, so I was okay. down. I was down for anything healthy. <laughs> yeah, when, she's just a little aggressive. When I described <laughs> it to my friend, because we, she, she is a little. If you're not like typically into that kind of music, it's it's aggressive. <laughs> but if you like, it's sort of an acquired taste, and once you like, once you fall into it, you can't get enough of it. Yeah, it sounds once, like she's more like apple cider vinegar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, like it's <laughs> like. <laughs> That's how that's how my relationship with kombucha started. Where I was like, I tasted it for the first. I was like, what is this weirdness? Yeah. And then now I like can't get can't enough. get enough of kombucha. And oh, that's so nice. Um, but that's how I feel about Ash Nico because and she's got such um girl power lyrics. Yeah. Um, honestly, if anyone's ever going through a breakup, she's like the best. Aww. She's yeah, she's good for. To. I need to feel powerful right now. Mm-hmm. Kind of vibes. Yeah. Yeah, she's so. just like and super blunt. Oh yeah, super not blunt. Doesn't hide it. Like brilliant. Fuck yeah. the patriarchy. Is it always? Vibes. Is it always those kinds of themes? Is that her her vibe generally? Generally, I think I, she just that, released a new song called "Panic Panic Attack Panic in Attack. Paradise." That's a in bit Paradise. different, and oh, that one's see. a little bit slower. Um, that's still a great. little different than her other um her typical vibe, but still, it's still it's. Definitely, I don't even know what kind of genre you would. Isn't it so hard? I, I hate it when people are like, "What's your <laughs> genre?" I'm like, I don't know. And I think that so many, so many bands, I would just be like, they're alternative. You know, like yeah. <laughs> I've got no name for it. I'll just put them yeah. in the alternative bunch. <laughs> yeah, I it don't is, know. I'm the music genre, and we, we like all types of music. I think um, the only one that's hard for us to get into is country music. Yeah, like deep, wow, deep that's country. So yeah. yeah. Are we talking about like, I lost my lady? Yeah, those yeah. ones. Yeah. I, there was one time um, a friend of ours, her boyfriend had a big truck and we were moving some stuff. We were moving apartments in New York and he came to help. And on our drive back, he, he was, loved country. I, we were sitting in the back and it was just like, take me down to the honky tonk. Take me down to the honky tonk. And I was just like... <laughs> I can't say anything because he just helped us move, but I'm dying back here. Like, who could, who could listen to this? What about, what about like, don't break my heart, my ache? That one's fine. That's fine. That's good. That's good. Like, and there's, there's that one's a bit, country rock. And I feel also, like. like that one's a classic. I yeah. feel, you know. Okay. Uh, so it's just not state country is different. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to go to a party, that's a country themed party. Like, I'm going to go. Yeah, and I have to like suit up and <laughs> lean into it. Lean into it exactly. Yeah. So it's a vibe. It's an aesthetic, but it's not something I typically put on. No, no. neither. <laughs> folk, but not country. F- yeah, folk I love. Yeah, mm. there was there was one time. Funny I put how on- there's a difference. It's funny how they are different. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. My I put I would put on a song in the car with my mom and she's like, What is this? This is country. You don't like country. And I was like, This is not country. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's fuck. <laughs> God mom. I was like, it's very different, mom. <laughs> I actually but. got nominated for the folk category a couple years ago and I was like, What the fuck? Oh I'm my not, god. I was like, I'm not folk. But you know, whatever. I was nominated, so yeah, I was, yeah. I, I was validated either way. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, kind of refocusing back to you and your music. I'd love to touch. <laughs> I'd love to touch on where you get your inspiration from. Maybe like what, like what your songwriting and music making process is like, and all of that stuff. General inspiration is probably like a mood that I'm in. Just really like just sinking into how you're feeling. And then my songwriting process is really elusive to me. I think that half the time it starts from just playing away at guitar and battling my insecurities and demons that are telling me, oh, that sounds like something else. Oh, that sounds like something else. No, that too, you know, just like trying to trying to grapple with that. But then eventually once you've got a bit of a chord progression that you like, then I'll just start kind of humming, no real words, maybe real words, but they're not the end words. And that's how I'll figure it out. I'll just find chords that I like and then I will play with different melodies until I find the one that I feel like fits nicest to me. And then a really important bit for me is syllables. I'll figure out with the melody exactly how many syllables I need so that that gives me the limitation of what I want to say. Hold on, my two cats are fighting. Oi. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, gives me, it gives me a limitation and so I'll be like, okay, cool, I'm trying to say this. How do I do it in seven syllables? And that's really helpful. Ooh, yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, I only realized that that happened the other day. I was like, oh, dear, every time people ask me how I songwrite, I forgot to say syllables. <laughs> Oh my, god. oh my god! Oh my god! The face! <laughs> oh my god! Oh, so he doesn't. He does not want to be held right now. <laughs> oh my god! The, the face. face! Welcome, that is so cute. welcome to the Peach Pod, baby. <laughs> <laughs> What's their name? That's Nina Simone. Oh. And, <laughs> and so I call her Sim. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'll spin my camera around. Yeah. Uh, there's Larry. Can you see him? Oh, hi, Larry. Oh, he's my, he's my boy. He's, he's Larry David. <laughs> I love the names. I love But in names. Australia, he's also Larry the Larrikin. <laughs> who's Larry the Larrikin? <laughs> a Larrikin is a word that we use here for just someone who's loopy. Okay. Oh, I love and that. Loopy and funny and just like strange and pleasant. Yeah, a Larrikin. Sometimes annoying. Okay, Larrikin. Our, um, our cousin's significant other is Australian and we were playing a game where he was saying words of things that we don't use here in America and try and like figure them out and I can't remember one one was <laughs> so, whatever word you guys use for like office stationery or something like that was not what we use here and I can't uh, remember what it was. like office supplies we do say stationery but Mm. Maybe, Maybe he was he just messing us. with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just wondering. Oh, that's going to really annoy me now that I can't even figure it out. We'll have to ask him and we'll we'll send it to you along with our list. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you but, so much. What, what, <laughs> larnikin? Is that what you said? A larrikin. Larrikin. We'll uh, we're just going to slip that in the next con- conversation oh God, we have a, with hold him. Hold on. Let me Google it. Just let me Google it and give you the exact larrikin. <laughs> larrikin is how you spell it. Okay. A larrikin is an Australian English term meaning a mischievous young person, an uncultivated, rowdy, but good hearted person. Yeah. Sounds I like, like we'll be able to use that a few times. Because <laughs> we're going we're going to we're leaving for San Francisco on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, and that's where they are. And we're going it's like our cousin's birthday and we're going to Napa and so we're go- we're gonna have like a um, respectively crazy weekend. <laughs> and I feel like there'll lovely. be multiple times we can call somebody a larrikin. Yeah. Oh, you larrikin. Can you yeah. do it in an Australian, can you do it in an Australian accent though? That's the next step. We can try. We, we can, can try. Try now, larrikin. Nicole, go. Larrikin. So you're going kin? It's kin. Larrikin. Kun? Larrikin. Larrikin. It's like the K to the N straight away. Larrikin. 
Larrikin. That's yeah. You did it. You did it. That oh, was it. Okay, Larrikin. <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta keep saying it over and over and over. Yeah, again. yeah, yeah. No, Australian. I I typically can do accents easily, but for some reason. Irish or Scottish and Australian are the hardest for me to do. I actually have practiced Scottish so much over the past couple of years. And is it how's it going? Was it easy for you to? It's, it, yeah, it's going alright. Um, yeah. let me try. Let me try. Okay. So the way that I like to songwrite is when <gasps> <laughs> that's so good. I'm trying so hard, but it's very difficult. Oh my god, <laughs> that's pretty good. You know what my that favorite really word though is? Because um, my ex had a Scottish mum. And mm, so amazing. he would te- he could do it really well. So he would like say words, and I'd have to say them back. And how they say cow like a animal yeah. uh-huh. is coo. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. coo. I look there. There's a coo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. We. Uh, it's on. Uh, it's pretty high up on our travel list to go to Scotland, Scotland, and Ireland. or Ireland, and. Um, <laughs> yeah, I want to go there too. You love me so much. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. She keeps getting stuck on my bedding because her nails are really long. Um, mm. and I need another person. To do it yeah. With me because she yeah. Hates yeah. It. yeah. 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 It's not the it's not a pet's favorite pastime to get no. their nails manicured. Larry yeah. the larrikin is totally fine with it. Oh, uh, he's, he's, just like, he's just like, yeah, right. You can do that. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, brace yourselves. <laughs> That's been more my typical experience with um, cutting pets' nails. Yeah, is that they don't no like it. But it. Larry's like- a whole other. Oh, Larry's like, the best. I call him my boyfriend because I wake up and he'll be like in my arms with his little head resting on my shoulder. Oh, we're huge cat people. So yeah. yeah. You're speaking our love language. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Food and cats. <laughs> For yes. sure. Oh, my God. Perfect. Sounds like yes. a lovely day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. We were talking about the syllable stuff. Yeah. I think that's – it's so interesting to hear about the logistical – side of making music for you at least for you like your lap your logic system it and sounds like, boring but it makes it really fun because I yeah like to, yeah it turns my brain on it sounds like half of a crossword puzzle as well I actually <laughs> I love writing haikus so maybe yeah. and that's mm-hmm. all syllable driven right so maybe that's where that comes from yeah I also think it ends there's some sort of um serendipity in like what syllables you need and how you have to say what you're the thing that you're trying to convey yeah so it's like that's like how it was sort of meant to be this puzzle formula yeah, thing that yeah, you have yeah. it that you have going on you had said right in the beginning when you were talking about your process that usually it's when you have a big change in your life is that what you said uh I said um a mood I think but also yes change is like the biggest impetus and catalyst for songwriting for sure yeah, I thought that was really interesting because you when we uh, we had an identities coach come on the podcast and she said usually what prompts a big identity crisis, identity crisis is when there's a huge change in your life. And mm-hmm. um, when there's a lot of change, it invokes a lot of emotion. It makes you question a lot of things. So it definitely makes sense that that would be um, a huge part of your relationship with songwriting. Yeah. I also find, do you find that like some people really hate change? They like oh, for do sure. everything they can to avoid it. Whereas yeah. like mm-hmm. when it's happening, I'm like manic. I'm like, ooh, change. Like even if something bad is happening, like, I don't know, maybe you lost your job or maybe somebody mm-hmm. died, like sad things. But I still love, I love what happens thereafter. Yeah, I don't know. I love change. I do too. I every time a big change happens, especially a change that I don't decide for myself. Yeah, and it's just it happens to you. Right at the beginning of the pandemic, or like quickly after the beginning of the pandemic, I lost my job, and I was like, like it's painful and it's uncomfortable and it's scary, but also I was like, I know this is the right thing. I know. I know we believe in the universe and like we're a little spirit. Totally. That, we're spiritual. Faith, that level of faith is like yeah. definitely what makes change easier. I was like, I have trust in the universe and trust in yourself I know that you're going to 
do what you need to do to land on your feet, too. Yeah. It's a delicate balance of trusting the universe, but also putting in the work to, like, make things happen. But now, like, oh, my gosh, like, almost two years later, like, a year and a half later. You have a job, right? You have another job? (laughs) I have another job. I've had two jobs since, like, one that I applied to and found about three months after losing my job, and then one that recruited me, and I'm, I'm in such a better place now. I'm so happy with where I am. Yeah. And it's like the challenges in my job now are very, very different than the challenges I've had in the past. It's mm-hmm. like the jobs I've had in the past, I was the, the first job I had was very little pay, working so hard, not yeah, always being like recognized. And we're both in creative fields. I'm a video producer. And it's it was like working in social media and stuff. And then the second job I had was Definitely a lot better than my first job. Steps in the right direction. A little, like a little bit better pay. People that appreciate my time. You're like, oh, this is way better. Like, this is great. And some people are like, are you, t- are you kidding? Like, this is shit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, but I was still working crazy yeah. hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, I've I'm like work life pay balance is yeah like chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Molto <laughs> bene. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and it like allows me to have like a life and freedom and I feel valued and I'm excited about the content that I'm producing and creating. It's just very interesting how life works itself out that way yeah, when yeah. you have a little faith and let it happen. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Good on you. Thank you. Um, this also reminds me though that we brought up the spiritual stuff. When I looked on your Instagram, uh, it said you're a Libra. So I've been waiting for someone to bring this up. (laughs) So is your birthday? Did your birthday pass? Is it coming up? It was October fourth. I just turned thirty. Oh Oh my gosh! Happy birthday! Happy belated. One of my really good friends' birthday is on the fourth as well. It's a good day. Uh, Yeah, I love being a Libra, but that sounds like a Libra thing to say. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we we're um, rising Libras. So beautiful. You've got some Libra in there. I'm actually really, really happy that there's a bit of Scorpio in me as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. Scorpio is a good one. I wish I had a little bit more Sagittarius energy in me. I feel like I would do well with that. I wish I could have a little bit of that. I just want to like do it. Yeah, I, I feel like some of the coolest females I've met have been like Pisces and Geminis. Mm. But everyone's different. Everyone gravitates to different different things mm-hmm. we have a lot of gemini's in our life we're aquarius so of course like our friend compatibility we have is gemini and i think yeah. and, Le- and leo right nick uh did i say aquarius or pisces you said pisces and uh and gemini yeah aquarius is too i've noticed a very cool Thanks. <laughs> uh, I think I think we we gravitate if I'm remembering correctly. Like Aquarius is like Leo, Gemini, and and Libra. We have good um, compatibility, compatibility markers with, with too, and we have a lot of Libras in our lives. We like put birthdays in our calendar, and October so is just Libras. like booming. Chuck a block, with, right? I've just yeah. had that as well. Oh, I've got this friend group on Facebook. We've got this group messenger, and we're called the Gang Gang. And then the other day, it had been my birthday, it had been somebody else's, then it was somebody else's, then somebody else's, then somebody else's. I was like, damn, we have so many Libras in this group. I know. That's pretty cute that like all these little loving Libras are all together. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love, I love astrology. I, think <laughs> I do too. I love it so much. I don't really agree with horoscopes as much. Uh-huh. Only because I know someone who like worked in that and he yeah. was told to like... He was just, just come told up with something. to just make, yeah, just come up with something, just cycle it all out. And I was like, nah. I think that. any real astrologer would be like, I can't just write one paragraph about someone's, the about the sun sign. Like, yeah. everybody's so different. Everyone is so different. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Look, she's come, she's come to. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> no, oh my God, I love cats. No, you're not going any further. On uh, influences, like inspiration. How, you know the band Metric, the Canadian band? No, Mm-mm, but continue. <laughs> oh, you don't know Metric. You know that song, Help, I'm alive, my heart keeps beating like a hammer. You know that song. Hard to be soft, got to be tender. No? Mm, I don't think so. Oh, my God, I can't believe you don't know that song. I, only because I love it so much. I'm like, surely <laughs> everybody knows this song. Um, <laughs> but the lead singer is called Emily Haynes, and... 
she her dad is an experimental jazz musician uh-huh. and he worked I think with Alice Coltrane like a couple people I could be really wrong but in her solo music you can totally hear that jazz influence come through and um her music solo is called Emily Haynes and the Soft Skeleton and it is so beautiful it is so so dark but it is so lovely and if there was like one songwriter that really inspires me to be honest mm. and um Ooh. yeah honest in lyrics and also embrace the moodiness um mm-hmm. it's her hands okay. down we have to listen to her i'm gonna write yeah yeah, this. yeah. I'm super excited for it <laughs> so on your album what is your favorite song i love montreal okay. i love i love that song um what is um what was the meaning behind the title uh so um Ah, Montreal is a city I have always wanted to go to. I don't know why. I just want to. Um, A lot of my favorite bands Mm -hmm. are from there. When I was like 20, I remember seeing in a lonely planet a couple photos of Montreal and I was like, I want to go there. Um, (laughs) But I still haven't been right. So it's like this holy grail for me. So then I used to be the kind of person who would try and run away from problems rather than like sort them out. And I had this like, idea that you know when you're just like oh I'm just going to pack up and move you're in America so you might be like oh I'm going to move to London yeah. or something you know one, just randomly one day I was like I'm going to go I'm going to move to Montreal you know because that was just going to fix yeah. everything yeah I love course. that so the whole song is kind of about dealing with uh this new kind of maturity it's like yeah just the process of becoming more mature and not running away from problems and instead trying to fix them in the beginning it's like I'd have to move cities to ever get over you so then that city being Montreal but then at the end it's like I'll stay in the city and learn to be with you it's that or Montreal something I just can't do and uh, because I can't right I'm, I'm getting older I've got roots I've got things now I'm not a 20 year old who can just go wherever they want and just like get a job and start life fresh again so yeah that that's why it ended up being called Montreal because it was just like directly addressing the habitual thinking of oh if I leave everything will just sort itself out but I'll just it'll just follow me right it's just my issues and they'll just follow me be better Mm -hmm. I love that yeah I think like if you move for with the catalyst of like I'm running away from something it follows you I think you can like if you're feeling stale in your life you can move but it's also like what you said I have roots and I think especially if it's like roots that you like you don't want to move you don't want to be pushed out of something with all of these other great things that being said like I know I know how potent the pain of a breakup can be, whether it, like it just didn't work or you were betrayed or whatever it was like or it was your like it was you who had to do it or had to like end the relationship. Mm. There's like each ending of a relationship, even if it's like a friend relationship, yeah. like those things yeah. are so potent. And I think sometimes getting away for a moment is good to like just be like reevaluating um and like self-reflecting and like but if that's what you're gonna do every time like an interpersonal struggle occurs then you're just gonna be hopping yeah, around the whole wide world forever that's so true you know like but I, but what you're saying is true as well yeah but I think it's what you were saying is so powerful about like choosing to stay in your space like in your space and work through it and not letting that pain or that change scare you I think like leaning into our feelings is so hard mm. and I you've mastered it. You are able to do it and create something oh, beautiful you. from it. Yeah. But a lot of and like you said change you love change. Yay, I'm a master. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of people are same with thing with change. They'll do anything to avoid leaning into those uncomfortable feelings. Yeah. Or even learning how to start. Yeah. Leaning into it. I think what um really really was quite revolutionary for me was um I became aware of this thing called schema chemistry. No, sorry, I mean schema mm. therapy. And like we all have schemas. Have you heard of them before? No. Mm-hmm. They're really interesting. Um, you basically do like it feels like a Maya Briggs mm. thing, but it's mm-hmm. not. And you have to do like a 200 questions. And then what it does is it ranks you on this scale within like five or six categories. Basically your thinking process. And I was like 
through the roof on the fear of abandonment. And that just changed everything for me because then the psychologist who was working with me gave me a printout that kind of specifically went through the fear of abandonment and it stated the exact thoughts that someone with a fear of abandonment might have and it was like it was pulled from my brain. I love that. It was so incredible just to get that insight into myself without even knowing that there was an absolute, you know, there was an absolute uh, reason for how I was thinking and I had no idea. It's like putting method to madness kind of like I don't know. I've had I've I've t- if anyone is a returning peach, they've probably heard me say this before. But I studied communications in communications and film in college and one of my communications classes was an existentialism class. And I love existentialism. (laughs) And there was, we were talking about uh, like some some theory or whatever. And we were talking about near-death experiences. And when I was 17, I was in a car accident that I, that that like was pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. And I remember in that time in my life, I was, I think I was 17. I had just gotten my license and I was like, going through I was like going through it I was like feeling guilty I was like spontaneously crying I was afraid for I was afraid of everything and I was like go like playing through things in my head all of the time about how much worse it could have been um because the accident was my fault and and luckily nobody was hurt but I was like what if somebody got hurt just like going through all of these things yeah the what ifs and everything and like maybe a year and a half later I'm sitting in this existentialism class and we're going over what happens to a person's brain when they experience a near-death experience and I was just like wow I am not new I am not unique at all (laughs) yeah well (laughs) In in that sense, I was like, I felt really comforted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you felt found, like you actually felt, yeah. I was like, I wasn't crazy. I was just going through it. I was just going through the motions. Yeah. And I don't know, it was, I, I loved that moment. Yeah. And, it, and for me, it, it made me feel really comfortable knowing that. You feel really understood. Yeah. And I think I was telling, I told this story to a friend of mine and they were like, I think that makes me feel anxious because it makes me feel like none of my emotions or none of my the way I deal with things are unique and the way I kind of think about it is just how like we all break our wrists like we get them fixed in a similar way maybe it's a little different here maybe it's a little different there depending on how you broke it or what you act what you actually broke the, how bad it was yeah, yeah, yeah. but there's comfort in knowing that you can fix it there's a system to yeah. fix it and there's like a specific pain that we all go through when we break a bone and I think of it that way. I think I think just the empathy, right? Like, yeah. oh my God, like other people have felt this same alienating thing that I have felt before. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're less alone. We, all, we are all the same, guys. Yeah. We all go through the same stuff at different times. Yeah. That's a, that's a reoccurring theme that we've uh, discovered on the podcast is that whilst we are all so different, we are all the same pretty much as well too. So I think there's a lot of beauty in that. As, just as much beauty in that as there is in, in like embracing our uniqueness and all of our differences it's also super beautiful to know that you're not alone in that we're all sort of together mm-hmm. in this in this in this big world yeah and all of our skin is going to change yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> so we're coming up on our hour mark is there anything else that we want to dive into or discuss before Bidding adieu to any like t- anything that we haven't covered that you want to bring to the forefront. Me or you? You. You. <laughs> or, well, I was asked recently in an interview uh, what question I haven't been asked that I would like to be asked. Yeah. What is and, it? And um, I'm uh, my perfect Mario Kart character combo. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> and what is it? You know, Mar- you know Mario Kart, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 Oh yeah. Okay. So I have found on the switch (laughs) that the gold peach on just a normal motorcycle with leaf wheels we love that works really well it works really well (laughs) it works really well i've won many games (laughs) on the 200 on the 200 uh, level we love that for women and we love that for peaches you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah golden peach yeah And he just dropped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have I have one more question for you before we go. Yeah. 
So for people that are going to be listening to your new album or maybe your music in general, what is your hope for people to take away from or like leave your album with? I always hope that something resonates with people. Like every song talks about a different thing. So, I mean, I would hope that there would just be a song that someone would be like, oh, I feel so understood by this person. Mm. Just the same way that I feel and appreciate from other musicians when that I might not like all of the songs on the album except for one. And I just, and it makes me feel better. Just want people to feel better, hopefully. Yeah. After they listen to my music, even though that's counterintuitive because it's quite sad. Well, I think... I don't know. I think there's usually if you let that emotion out and the op- yeah, like what goes if you in release must come it, out. If you like feel it yeah. and then you can release it. I don't know. There's definitely some science behind that. I do I just want to be able to articulate thoughts and feelings that maybe other people don't have the or they apparently don't have the skills to do themselves. Yeah. You know, people who don't do art or write songs or maybe they're not very good communicators. Yeah. If I can if I can get out what is inside them just because the human experience, you know, we might happen to think the same thoughts and whatnot. If I can do that for someone, then that's that's great. There's nothing else really to it. Like I don't have any real success goals because I think that that is success. Agreed. All right. Well, with that. Did you want me to to tell you some strange things? Yeah, that was going to be the next thing. Have you you (laughs) thought of something for a, a peachy clean? Yeah, I mean... I don't know if this is any good. But I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's good. <laughs> okay. Well, the first time I ever took acid. Okay. okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're going that way. Yeah, okay, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we welcome. <laughs> I, I went to. I would have been like 19 or 20, and I went to this uh, weird little music festival that some guy had just set up on his property. So there were not many people there at all. I mm-hmm. love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my friend had heard about it, and like we just got in a car and went. And um, so I sat in a blue tent, uh, like quite a large blue tent with some friends, and it started happening. And um, I started, I started feeling like my teeth were melting. Oh, oh no! Which is, a, which is a horrible feeling. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can and and I was like, guys, guys, are my teeth melting? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and they weren't high. These other people. Yeah. Okay. And good. they were looking at me like. They were like, what? And I was like, I think they're melting. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and they were like, your teeth are not melting. And I was like, no, they are. You're like, I can for feel sure. It. You, you guys are <laughs> that's crazy. crazy. So, that, so I was definitely, I was definitely like convinced that that's what was happening. And I felt like maybe not so safe in that space because right. they weren't like, oh, I feel that too. So then I went off. And I went into the house that was on this property that people were coming in and out of to go to the toilet and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I decided to hide under a bed because he, 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 nobody knows I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What a cl- literally, classic. Literally, no one, no one was looking for me. Like, they, you know, like this wasn't hide and seek. This wasn't like right. anything. I just thought that hiding under the bed was funny and a good idea. And then after a half hour, an hour, I just – emerged from under the bed and that was that my teeth intact <laughs> wow did you say this was teeth intact. your first time your first trip yeah wow yeah it was what an interesting <laughs> first experience <laughs> like at first I was like oh no that's like and you're at like a concert and like there's it's there's a lot going on too much it's too much like, going on your teeth are melting I've <laughs> I've only experienced the that, teeth thing like in a dream in a dream like, and it's not melting it's like crumbling, crumbling. so like I wonder rotting. if that was yeah, like yeah because in dreams your teeth are falling out right yeah. but this was like just melting just turning to liquid yeah oh I'd be so horrible I wonder yeah. if that has any any meaning behind it I know did you ever try and decide <laughs> let's not okay let's not even <laughs> okay <laughs> You know, you know, you know that Woody Allen film Midnight in Paris, where he's like, "Dali, Dali, I am Dali." Yeah, yeah. Rhinoceros. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like that a little bit. Okay, great. (laughs) Amazing. There's one tear in the eye melting. Felt a bit like that. I think that was anyway. I think that was a great peachy clean. Yeah. Yeah, Well, thank you for sharing. Amazing. (laughs) You are now all peachy clean. Yeah. 
and your <laughs> teeth are still intact. <laughs> and and you just had, you know, a little bit of a reverse sleep on yeah, reverse on sleep below the bed instead of <laughs> on top of it. <laughs> I was hiding from no one. Yeah. <laughs> just my imaginary just my imaginary friends apparently. Oh yeah. my god, that's really funny. Uh um, well, thank you so, so much for donating some of your time to us. No, thank you for having me. This is very cool. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, we've really enjoyed um, yeah. chatting with you. Do you want to roll through where people can find and connect with you? Yeah, my favorite place to connect and be found is Instagram, just because it's like the most enjoyable platform, in my opinion. I don't have TikTok. I don't have Twitter. Um, so Instagram, um, you can follow me on Facebook if you like. All my music is on Spotify and Apple Music. I've got a lot of stuff on YouTube, like video clips and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, lovely. And as always, um, all of Tanea's uh, goodies will be in the show notes. So definitely head over and give her some love. All right, Peaches, that does it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. An extra big thank you to Tanea for coming on and chatting with us. Definitely head over and give her some some love. And while you're at it, give us some love. You can find us on Instagram at Let's Talk underscore Peaches. We're also on TikTok. Um, head over to our website, Let's Talk where you can snag some merch and keep in touch with what's going on um, and subscribe to us on whatever pro- podcast platform you're listening to us on if you happen to be on apple Podcasts, feel free to leave us that five star written review that really helps boost our podcast reach a greater audience and do all of the wonderful lovely things um, i hope everyone has an amazing week and we see you here next monday bye, bye peaches. peaches amazing Ooh, okay